This is the Strength Through Food Freedom Podcast. I am your host, Julia Feliciano. This is a space for you to become the highest version of yourself possible by ridding your old diet struggles, healing your relationship with food, getting rid of those old stupid limiting beliefs that have been holding you back for far too long so that you can have the health and fitness journey that you've always dreamed of in a mind and body that you crave. I've been there too. Binge eating, purging, over-exercising, under-eating, struggling to find balance, and now I'm here to help you by teaching you how to do the inner and outer work to help get you where you deserve and want to be. Welcome back to the Strength Through Food Freedom podcast, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode why you need to stop dieting to improve your relationship with food. So I hope everyone had a wonderful week. Happy Friday. Happy weekend. Tomorrow is my husband and I's one year wedding anniversary and it went by way too fast. I feel like our wedding was just yesterday and it kind of makes me sad because it was the best day ever, but I'm super excited to celebrate with him tomorrow at the venue where we got married. So I want to reintroduce myself today because I've gotten a lot of new followers on Instagram. I've gotten a lot of new people reaching out to me for help and a lot of new people tuning into this podcast. So I wanted to reintroduce who I am and what I do. My name is Julia, obviously. I am almost 28 years old. I am a wife, a daughter, a sister, an aunt, a friend, and a coach. Okay, so I do a few different things. I'm an in-person personal trainer at LIFW Gym in Comac, New York. So if you're local to the Comac, Huntington, East Northport area, I am available for in-person personal training at that facility. I'm also a strength and conditioning coach for tennis athletes. And I'm also a health coach. I'm an online health coach who specializes in transforming women's relationships with food and the gym to one that is healthy, balanced, sustainable, and free from the all or nothing mindset. So that's who I am basically in a nutshell. I enjoy nothing more than vegging out at home with my husband and our cat Lucia, lighting some candles. I love coffee. I love workout clothes. I love my family. (laughs) That's who I am. I'm a really easygoing, laid-back girl, and it really gives me so much joy to do what I do every day for a living. So like I said earlier, today we are talking about why you need to stop dieting to improve your relationship with food. So dieting, what's the first thing you guys think about when you hear the word dieting? For me, I think of being miserable, extreme hunger, and once again, being miserable. I can't help but associate those typical things that you hear about when you hear someone say the words, I'm on a diet, right? How many times have we heard people say that? Um, And it's interesting. I actually looked up the actual definition online of dieting. And it is the practice of eating food in a regulated and supervised fashion to decrease, maintain, or increase body weight. 
or to prevent and treat diseases. So that's the actual online definition. And what kind of made me laugh a little bit, but feel really sad at the same time, was that the actual picture associated with dieting was this lady with a fork and a cucumber, one single slice of a cucumber in the middle of the plate, and she was cutting the she was cutting the cucumber in half. So think about that for a second. What does society automatically tell us that dieting is? First thing, it's severely limiting your food intake. It's only eating maybe one certain food, and it's eating a only a healthy food, right? For cucumbers, for the most part, are super healthy. They're a great vegetable. They go great in salads, right? They're water-based. They don't have a lot of calories. So just looking at that picture, you can see what society tells us that dieting actually is. So I have a few different opinions about dieting, and ones that are targeted a little bit more for the general public and ones that are tar targeted a little bit more for the woman or the man out there who is really struggling with possibly their eating disorder, their binge eating, their possible purging, their possible severely restricting what they're eating. So the first thing I'm going to talk about is the general public. So for the majority of the general public, they cannot stick to the diet that they're trying to adhere to. They're always falling off the wagon. They're always starting back on Monday. They're always telling themselves they need to either get on a diet or diet down harder or work out harder or whatever the case may be, right? The general public, for the most part, has that mentality. Severely restricting what you're eating, right? Labeling foods as possibly good or bad, or clean versus not clean, maybe possibly, you know, always just struggling to be happy with themselves because all they feel like they have to do is continue to really diet down in order to lose weight. So that's for the general public. And I'm going to be honest with you, I've been doing this health and fitness thing for a long time. And the general public, when people are brand new to the term dieting or weight loss. The majority of the general public do not know that you do not have to diet and be miserable, okay? You can diet in a way where you're still indulging mindfully in the foods that you love, right, and the foods that you really enjoy while still making sure that you're eating enough, you know, nutrient-dense foods that are going to help keep you full, that are going to be filled with lots of those great micronutrients and all those great vitamins that we need on a day-to-day -day basis and ones that give us lots of energy, right? If you are dieting correctly, you will not need to feel a sense of severe self-deprivation self that the regular way of dieting is typically associated with. And that is something that I work really closely with with all my clients right? The first thing people will tell me when they're brand new to this as a personal trainer and as someone who's been doing this for a long time, the first thing people will say to me is, what do I have to cut out? What do I have to do to lose weight? And the first thing I say to them is, you don't have to cut out anything. Sure, certain foods are going to be quote unquote more healthy for you, right? They're going to give you 
more energy. They're going to aid you in your goal of possibly gaining muscle, right? Making sure you're eating enough protein. But you do not need to cut out an overall food group to lose weight. And that is a fitness myth and a health myth that needs to die. It is just not true. So diet culture and diets in general will always try to tell you that certain foods will make you fat and certain foods will make you skinny. But I'm here to tell you, and this is something that I'm so damn fucking passionate about, that you do not need to cut out any food group within itself to lose weight. You can have that glass of wine at night if you want it, right? You can have those two cookies if you want it. It's about learning your overall calorie intake that you need, your overall macronutrients that your body needs for your goal, right? And it's about learning what your body needs on a day-to-day basis for whatever it is that your goal is. So when you reach that day, when you learn that it's not necessarily about just shoving your face into, into a big tub of Oreos, guys. It's about indulging mindfully in the foods that you want and, adhe- and you know, being mindful of how that fits into your overall quote-unquote budget of calories and macronutrients. So once you reach that level, you're going to find that your binges are going to decrease, your possibly your purging is going to decrease. You're not going to feel the need to do all these extreme measures. Your overall cravings are going to decrease because you're not restricting what you're eating all week long anymore. And you're you're indulging mindfully every day on the foods that it is that you actually really enjoy. So if someone is telling you that you need to slash carbs and you need to slash fat and you need to not have any birthday cake at your at your son's birthday party or whatever the case may be because you were trying to lose weight kindly kindly tell them that they are actually wrong and they're telling you what you they think that it is that you need to hear and it's just it's just not true there's there's just not so as you can see I'm super passionate about that and that goes for the general public in terms of dieting and if you have any questions about finding what your individual calories are, what your individual macronutrients are that you need. This is something that I work on with clients. If it's something that they are looking to do, feel free to send me a message on Instagram. I've, I've explained what my handle is before. It's just my name, Julia with two underscores Feliciano. You can also send me a message through my website, strengththroughfoodfreedom.com, or even just to send me a comment through this podcast. And I would love to help you out in that category if you are interested in learning about what your individual intake is. If, however, you are someone who has been on a diet and they are really, really struggling. And what I mean by struggling is I'm going to explain at the extreme cases of what dieting can actually do. So when you have been dieting for a certain period of time or a really, really long time, and this doesn't happen to everyone, not everyone has these these thought patterns of disordered eating habits. However, if you are someone who has binged or you suffer from binge eating or you suffer from really restricting what you're eating to the point where you're having certain health complications or you're purging your food 
where you're using the gym as punishment possibly, right, for what you ate over and over and over again, and you're truly struggling to find what we'll call food freedom, right, and really struggle to have a healthy relationship with food, then this this goes for you. And it's interesting because everyone has a different opinion on dieting. And I'm not against overall dieting. What I want is for people to understand, like I said earlier, is that when you do it, it does not have to be miserable. It simply just doesn't. You can diet in a way that feels good for you and for your body and it comes with some actual education and it comes with some actual work on your part to actually learn and go through a period of time where you're possibly tracking your food to learn how much it is that your body actually needs and so that you can actually learn how little you may be eating or how much you are actually eating, even if you are considering yourself, oh, I'm on a diet, right? So... I kind of backtracked a little bit there, but if you are someone who is really struggling to find a healthy relationship with food and you're tired, guys, you're tired, you're so tired of all the secretive behavior, right, then this podcast episode is really going to hit home for you even more. So if you are someone who is just, like I said, really, really struggling to find their version of balance and they're tired of this you know, this secretive behavior and you're tired of your self-harming behaviors, you need to stop dieting right now. And real talk, you need to stop counting your calories. If you are, you need to stop severely restricting yourself. And it's so much easier said than done, right? But it's not about the actual food here. It's about the emotions surrounding yourself and your relationship with food. It's your thoughts surrounding those factors. So you're going to have to go through a period of time if you are someone who has really suffered with disordered eating behaviors and thoughts, like myself, who formerly really suffered from that. Guys, you, I've shared my story. My, my business is about sharing my story. You need to go through a period of time where you're learning how to not diet. You need to go through a period of time where you possibly are going to be eating certain foods more often that you used to really restrict yourself from. And that can be any type of food. It can be peanut butter. It can be peppers for all I know. You know, It could be rice. It could be anything. It could be the junk food. You need to go through a period of time and actually eat those foods and know that deep down... It's not going to be the end of the world if you were eating those foods. It's not about the food. It's about your thoughts surrounding the food, okay? And it's uncomfortable at first, and it's scary. And people who have really suffered for a long period of time with these disordered eating behaviors or their possible overall eating disorder, it's scary, right? You have this overwhelming possible fear that you're going to gain weight, but that is the farthest from the truth. What not dieting is going to do for you for a certain period of time is going to help improve your relationship with food. You're going to feel less stress about food. You're going to feel less anxiety. You're going to feel less fear. Your relationships with other people will improve. 
And you have to give yourself that freedom of understanding, once again, that it's not about that food, but it's about your mindset surrounding the food. And it takes some inner deep work to understand why it is that you're still suffering from your same old diet struggles, you guys. And and it's hard and it's really hard. And this is exactly what my one-on-one coaching is targeted to. It's about understanding what it is that is perpetuating your possible binge, restrict, binge, restrict, binge, restrict, binge, restrict, that cycle over and over and over again. So you're going to go through a period of time where it's a little bit scary and you're going to fear that you're overeating and you're going to have a hard time possibly differentiating the difference between overeating and binging. But you're going to learn that and then you're going to have that skill for the rest of your life. You may even go through periods of times where your body may change a little bit. You may lose weight. You may gain weight. But so what? At the end of the day, so what? You have to stop and really think about that for a second. There is more to your life, and you know this, There is more to your life than what you look like, what size pants you wear, what size you are in general. There's more to life than that. And if you are getting super anxious and caught up in the fact that you may go from a size 8 to a size 10, then you have to do some reevaluating of your overall thoughts surrounding your body image. And body image is so important. I recently put up a post on Instagram about body image. And you can be a size 8 and damn miserable or a size 2 and damn miserable with your body and yourself. And you can be a size 10 and still be freaking miserable. It does not matter what size you are. Your size does not dictate your overall happiness. And I want you to replay that. Over and over again. Replay that statement that I just said. Your size does not define who you are. And for so long, because of the phases that I was in of binging and purging and restricting and binging and purging and restricting, I watched my body go through a lot of different phases, right? And none of them, even when I was at my lowest weight, you guys, and my muscles were showing even more. I wasn't the happiest then. What allowed me to gain the most happiness within my life was when I truly learned what food freedom felt like. So I spent months and probably years dreading trying clothes on. I would cry in the, in the, um, what's it called? The dressing room if I didn't like how clothes fit. Right, And it was just this horrible inner battle within myself. And no one needs to go through that. And if you're going through that and you're tired of going through that, then act upon being freaking tired of it. How much more tired of something can you guys be? And I don't mean you guys, I mean in general. How much more tired can you be of always starting over with what is ripping you apart inside? Transformation occurs when we get tired of our own shit. And that's what you need to do. And it's scary. It's scary. We love the comfortableness of being where we are. And for some reason, being scared is comforting for us. 
We just like to stay in our own little cocoon and we'd rather struggle over and over and over again than make the changes that we need to live a healthier and happier life. And this is much easier said than done, but it's possible and you need to open your mind surrounding it. The answer isn't always doing more cardio or hitting the gym harder or doing more, 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 more. Sometimes less is actually more. And it's about taking a step back and realizing that what you're doing is not working. And that goes for the general public who are just really struggling to possibly lose weight or stay consistent with going to the gym. But this also goes for the people out there like myself who have gone through some crazy trials and tribulations of battling an eating disorder. You have to understand that it's not working and that you need to make the necessary changes for you to be healthy. Okay? You don't want to live the rest of your life like this. You want to live to be the highest version of yourself. And the highest version of yourself is not someone who binges their food or emotionally eats all the time or stress eats all the time. It's the highest version of yourself isn't the woman who beats herself up because she went from a size 8 to a size 12. That's not who she is. And I want you to dig deep and I want you to try to find her because she's there. And I really want that for everyone. It's something I want not only just for my one-on-one clients, but it's something I want for the entire world. And I just want to scream this from the rooftops and allow people to understand that you have to let go of the certain diet culture methods that society has told us that needs to be followed. So if you're not familiar with what actually diet culture is, it's a multi-billion dollar industry that profits from people's insecurities. Okay, so diet culture is a system of beliefs that worships thinness and equates it to health and moral virtue, which means you can spend your whole life thinking you're irreplaceably broken just because you don't look like the impossibly thin ideal that diet culture tells not only just women, but men as well, that they need to be. Okay, so think about that for a second. Diet culture... Also, it promotes weight loss as a means of attaining a higher status, which means you feel compelled to spend a massive amount of time, energy, and money trying to shrink your body, even though the research is very clear that almost no one can sustain intentional weight loss for more than a few years. No one is meant to diet for severe, prolonged periods of time. And that's something I talked a little bit about earlier in this podcast episode. So if you've been trying to diet for years and you're, like I said, and you're not getting to where you want to be, then you need to come up with a different approach, seek professional help, seek a coach, right? And, and see why what it is you're doing isn't working. It also demonizes certain ways of eating while elevating others, which means you're forced to be hyper vigilant about your eating, right? Ashamed of making certain food choices and distracted from your pleasure, your purpose, and your power. And this is something that I resonate with on a really deep level because when I was really having a hard time with my eating disorder, 
like I said here, hyper vigilant about your eating or about my eating. So I was always, you know, saying, I can't eat this. I can eat that. I can't eat this. I can't eat that. Oh my God. How much, how much carbs is in that? How many grams of fat is in that? What's the calories on that? Right? So I was hyper vigilant about that. And I was ashamed. This is a huge one for me. I was ashamed of making certain food choices because I didn't want people to think of me as not healthy. Right? So I would always, you know, make sure that when I was in front of people that I was ordering healthy foods because I always wanted to be looked at like that healthy girl, right? Especially in the very beginning when I started to struggle. So that's something to think about. And and how often do you hear in society people be like, oh, you're ordering a salad or, oh, you lost weight. Why is that always associated with a good thing? What's the difference if I order a salad and my and my friend orders a burger? What's the difference between us? nothing, right? So you'll see people like take pictures of their healthy food while they're out to eat and their family's eating all other types of foods, right? And that's being hypervigilant and feeling like you're going to have a higher moral status because of what you're doing in that moment compared to other people, okay? Diet culture also oppresses people who don't match up with its supposed picture of health, right? So this is where it really harms women. It can also really harm men. It can harm anybody that may look a little bit different than what society tells us like we need to look like, which then in tune damages both their mental and their physical health. Okay. So it, it shames people. Body shaming is what it's called, right? She's fat. He's too skinny. Um, she has a big butt. She needs to do more cardio because her arms are too flabby or whatever the case is. It oppresses people who don't match up with what society feels that that picture of health is supposed to look like. Okay. And health looks different on everyone. Was I healthy at 130 pounds when I was binging my food and purging my food? Was I healthy just because more of my muscles showed? No. Am I healthy now because now I have more body fat, right? And now I don't do those self-harming behaviors anymore? Yeah, I am. I'm healthier now because now I'm not suffering with those thoughts anymore and those self-harming behaviors. So I don't know about you, but I would rather have a little bit of extra body fat on me than feeling the need to go vomit in the bathroom after I ate dinner. And that, that's harsh and that's deep and that's just something to really take in. And if, if the thought of having more body fat, like I said earlier, freaks you out, then you need to really take a look at your body image and figure it out why it is that you're so scared to possibly have a little bit of extra body fat on you, all right? But what I mean is women are most optimally healthy when we actually have a little bit more body fat on us for hormonal purposes. Why do you think it is that when women get to severe low body weights, they lose their period? So stop and think about that for a second. As you guys can see, I'm super passionate about this topic. I feel like I just go off into these educational tangents, but I do it in order to educate and in order to help. Okay. And the reason why I put the picture of from my wedding of myself and my mom in the background of 
that wedding picture looking at me is you can actually go back to my Instagram post before the one I just put up tonight um, where I said, I'm sorry, mom. I said, I'm sorry for fighting with you and Uncle Giuseppe's that day when I couldn't eat what it is that the store had when we went out to lunch. And I've shared this before of how when I was really struggling with food and really being really obsessively dieting, um, I shared how I would get into arguments with her, right? Because we would go out to eat to spend time together. And I, and I wouldn't eat certain things or I would cause these big fights because I was dieting. And instead of having a nice day out with my mom, I was too busy on freaking out that I just had pizza. So instead of embracing that time, I was too busy focusing on something so irrelevant. And I get really passionate when I talk about my mom and my parents and my family because I just love them so, so much. And it hurts me to know that I sacrificed time with them because I was in that stupid diet, you know, that diet mentality. Sure, I had a goal. Sure, I needed to make weight for a powerlifting competition. But if you ask me now, what's more important, spending time with your parents or dieting? I'm kindly going to tell you spending time with my parents and I'll spend time with them over restricting what I eat any day of the week. And I encourage you to do the same if your relationships are really getting affected by your excessive dieting or your eating disorder. Okay, <laughs> so I'm sorry for getting a little emotional there. Actually, I'm not sorry. This is who I am. So take it or leave it. But um, it's just something to really take in is your eating disorder and your distorted eating thoughts and your chronic dieting is not worth jeopardizing your relationships with other people. It's just not. What, what matters most is embracing those memories with them and your relationship with them and loving them and them loving you and... There's just so much more to life than what you look like and how hard you're dieting. And it's just something I really want you guys to dig deep and try to do that inner work to find out why it is that you're struggling. And I want you to take that action to not do it anymore. I want you to take that action to make a change for yourself. I've helped so many women get out of this same rut. And if this is something that you think that you need, and you're tired of always starting over and you're tired of always struggling and you're tired of your relationships with other people getting impacted and having you having really shitty self-confidence because of it, right? Then feel free to fill out my one-on-one -on -one coaching application within the link of this podcast. You can also head to my website, strengththroughfoodfreedom.com to fill out that application to work with me. And let's get started on your transformation. Because the work that we do isn't only going to last you a few months just for you to fall off the wagon again. It's going to last you for eternal. It's going to last you for forever. And that's the type of coaching that I do. I want to help you from the inside out so that you can carry this on for the rest of your life. So if that is you and if it's a heck yes right now, you can go to the, my website and fill out that coaching application and we can get started with working together once I see we're an awesome fit, okay? 
Then from there, we're going to hop on a discovery call and I'm going to find out even more information and talk a little bit more about what it is that I can do to help you and why it is that you need my one-on-one -on -one coaching. So thank you for tuning into today's episode, guys. I would greatly appreciate if you leave this podcast a review on iTunes. If you do leave the podcast a five-star review, I will gladly reach out to thank you, and I will gladly reach out to help you with whatever it is that you feel like you may need in this season of your life. So thanks for tuning in today, guys, and I will see you in the next episode. Have a good one.